Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. World outside your window. Ooh. Not great, but hey, here on Post Show Recaps, everything is wonderful as we are embarking on our coverage of WandaVision, the first of about a thousand planned Disney Plus Marvel Cinematic Universe shows. We are returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe after many moons away here on the podcast and even more moons, M-O-O-N, that spells moons away from the MCU in reality. First new MCU project since 2019. Can you believe it? And of course, I'm joined here as always by the uh, the the mind stone to my vision. Without him, I'm just uh, I can't even do anything. It's Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, what a time. Without me, you are indeed just a gray, empty husk. Yes. <laughs> lying in the jungle. Just <laughs> I, I can't do anything. Can't do anything. I'm just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, but we are so excited that if you and I together form the vision, Kevin, uh, then we've got, we've got the Scarlet Witch in the house herself. Uh, we've got a third joining us along the way here on WandaVision. I'm so pumped straight from Mando. Joining us every week to talk WandaVision, the legend, Latanya Starks. Latanya, welcome to Everything is Super. Welcome Hello. back to Everything is Super. Yay! That was a great introduction. I I love being Wanda. I would like to warp everyone's minds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And create yes, a new reality to escape yes, into. Please. Is there a pocket reality we can currently escape into? That would be fun. Uh, how about this? The three of us together, we'll create a little bit of pocket reality over here, right? Like, hey, let's talk about fun things. Talk about uh, a show that has cinematic quality, that has tie-in to the cinematic universe. This is going to be... The first time really getting a sense of like, all right, Kevin Feige, if that is your real name. It's not. So you want to turn your sprawling mega universe into an even more sprawling universe by having not just conquered the cinematic realm, uh, the movies, movies, you've got them, the movies. You also want to now bring in in-continuity TV shows that are going to be just as important as the films. And you want to release 10 both shows and movies all told in toto in a year? What is that even going to look like? The audacity, the garage band of such a thing. Uh, and we are going to get our first it's a taste. joke for like five people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a taste of what that looks like now as we're embarking on WandaVision, which is, if not what was intended on being the very first round of Marvel Phase 4, it ends up being that way. And I know we've had some debate in the past, Kevin, of like, uh, you know, things were loose enough that that could work. Like, that seems a little strange, but like, fine. If you want to get into that debate here today, that's okay. But more than anything, uh, Kevin Latanya, I'm so pumped that we have like a new Marvel story to talk about and one that seems like extraordinarily weird and different and unusual. And we'll be here every single week talking about it. And you can send your feedback in super at postshowrecaps.com to get us that feedback. Or you can sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps and talk to us in the Discord. And we'll talk to you every single week about WandaVision. Uh, so those are just like my initial rambling thoughts about, hey, here we are. This is good. This is fun. Something that, whoa, something good. Huh. Amazing. <laughs> uh, no, this is more than good. I think it's great. And we have had debates about this. And I do think, you know, this, this, to me, this is, this is better. Like, I, I, I think the 
the reasons suck, but I think the break between um, between where we were in the Marvel universe and now is good. I think it gives us a little bit of time to digest to really feel the weight of everything of the world we left after the Infinity Saga and prepare for the world that we're going to head into. And I, I mean, like it, again, works out in the uh, terrible reason why, but works out in the favor that their next thing is the show. Uh, it's streaming. It's the place that everyone is because we can't leave our homes. So you're allowed to like watch the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a format in, that is applicable to the way people are consuming it. So like, that's another weird thing that it works out. And the last thing that I think works, because you heard me complain about this before, is that to me, WandaVision is a way better option for the next experience in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than Black Widow. Because, <laughs> like, it's just, it doesn't make, it, it doesn't and will never make sense to me as that was their next big movie or the next big thing. Um, I think this is, ideally this is great because it should be setting a tone, right? Like, Far From Home was the last bridge between the Infinity Saga into their next phase. That ending in in uh, Far From Home with J. Jonah Jameson being J.K. Simmons is a huge moment. It's weird, it's wonky, it's crazy, it's cool. Um, to go from that Feels like an to, album name. Ooh, it's weird, wonky, it's crazy, wonky, it's cool. crazy, it's cool. Uh, featuring yeah. Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker, Spider-Ham, and, yeah. uh, and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, not Spider-Man Noir, just Nicolas Cage. It's happening um, now! <laughs> so, you know, to, to, to go from that to then Black Widow would have been, like, really weird. So the fact that we're going into WandaVision looks crazy and, and, and kooky and strange. That's... I think the good choice. I think that's setting the right tone. I think that's preparing us for what the next phase of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe can be versus just, hey, it's another thing with spies and stuff. And we've kind of seen this before. Uh, It's really giving us something different, at least getting us excited for the direction uh, they could be heading, which seems to be forward and not just more of the same. Uh, Latanya, uh, this point that Kevin is making was underlined by Kevin Feige real name unknown in a recent interview. <laughs> it's me. Uh, <laughs> re- real name unknown. Kevin Mahadeo uh, in charge of the MCU. In an interview recently, Kevin Feige was like, I gotta be honest, you know, the break wasn't so bad. Yeah, <laughs> He's I like, bet. you know, this all sucks. Uh, but honestly, like, if this had happened in between Infinity War and Endgame, not so good. Uh, but because Endgame happened and, and then we had like a full, fullish year off, a little more than that, mm-hmm. you know, it could could have been worse for us. Uh, I would, I, as as somebody who you you've joined us to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe a couple of times, um, but you weren't on that ride with us the entire way through for the Infinity Saga. I'd love to like gut check you on just like where you are with with the MCU, um, like up to this moment, and then where you're hoping a show like WandaVision, given what we know about it, uh, it's at the very least like emulating. Um, some of like the classic 1960s, 70s shows, even like 80s sitcoms seems yeah. to be like something that is going to be chewed upon and harvested as a format, uh, for this show. Like, where are you with the MCU? Where do you hope slash think we are going now that we are pushing through into this pocket universe known as WandaVision? After the movie experience that I had with Endgame, which honestly is one of the top three movie experiences I've ever had in my entire life, uh, I, you know, it was really excited to see where they were going to take this. And also, as Kevin said, baffled by the movie after Far From Home being the, uh, the widow movie. Um, so I really like Spider-Man Far From Home a lot. Um, and anything with Zendaya is going to get my stamp of approval, frankly. And I liked the way that they, you know, the plot and the villain were just really cool. Like the way that they did all of that, I thought was awesome. So I'm really high on the MCU and like excited to see it going forward. I'm very excited for this show because it looks weird and genre changing. And I am kind of like a student of, of sitcoms throughout the years. Like I watched all of those fifties and sixties and seventies ones on Nick at night growing up because obviously I wasn't old enough to watch them when they came out because uh, I wasn't born. Um, and I love the idea that every episode is going to be a different like decade of sitcom um, from what I've read. 
that uh, the same people who did the music for Coco uh, produced theme songs for each of the individual episodes as well. Which sounds fantastic. Kevin and just I, did like some sort of quiet roar of like <laughs> excitement. Yeah, I definitely swore, um, th- dropped an F bomb in excitement. I didn't know a lot of this stuff. As, as I mentioned, I avoid uh, a lot of anything about this show. So like the idea of knowing like it's going to be different de- the, the decades. Although now I'm like, oh God, oh God, remember when Lovecraft Country tried something like this? So now I'm a little nervous. Stragoy. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I don't want to besmirch Lovecraft Country, so I'll just say nothing. But I think that I trust the MCU uh, just in terms of quality of output uh, that we've gotten in the past to do something really innovative going forward. And I'm just super excited about the people in this cast. You know, Elizabeth Olsen, I'm not sure if people who are really into Marvel know this, but she's a fantastic actress and was before she was in the MCU. In movies like Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. Yes. Uh, she did a, a miniseries on Facebook that yeah, was um, actually fantastic. Sorry. To, what was it? It was like... Sorry uh, for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, she's a great actress. I've always loved Paul Bettany. I think that he brings like a real warmth to his role. And I'm super, super excited for Katherine Hahn to be showing up and making trouble because that seems like her role. And excited for Tiana Paris, uh, who is playing Monica Rambeau. And, you know, she was Dawn in Mad Men. Like, I can't wait for Dawn to get some wins. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta also drop in Randall Park, uh, to really, oh, yeah. so that's coming uh, back I'm really from pumped Ant-Man about that. the Wasp. Uh, Agent Jimmy Woo is returning to the, uh, Kat Dennings Kat is coming Dennings. back as Darcy from, from, uh, the Thor franchise. And there's probably, uh, like untold amounts of cameos that we don't exactly. even know about. Exactly. There, there are some casting things up that I'm not going to talk about in the preview show because they'd be spoilery and I don't want Kevin oh, to get that. Sounds like something I either. probably <laughs> don't even know too. So yeah, yeah don't tell me yeah um, um i'm excited yeah yeah i that that there's also a like knowing cat dennings is, gonna be, is 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 in this is interesting especially because you, you mean you talk about elizabeth Olsen and she is fantastic and i wasn't super familiar with her prior to the mcu but i've like you know um checked out her other stuff and like she's a great actress and like i have grown so affectionate towards her uh throughout this journey uh especially with her as scarlet witch has been so fantastic but what's interesting about this of course is i i love sitcoms i'm not to the level of uh one of josh and i's mutual friend brett white who is a sitcom maniac but i have watched many a sitcom in my lifetime uh i used to watch bewitched when i was a kid oh, um, not nick it. at night but i think there was on it was on like uh some regular syndication because i was watching it, it was with my yeah. grandparents um, so I was watching like Bewitched and I love that. Um, a bit of, uh, Audrey Magini, obvi- like Gilligan's Island was a crazy amount. Um, but what's fascinating about this uh, for me, my heyday of sitcoms was, of course, like the like late eighties, early nineties, the TGIF mm-hmm. era, the, you know, um, uh, family matters is yeah, huge step by for step, me. step by step. And of course, uh, full house, yes. which is where Correct. this is coming around to yes. because Elizabeth Olsen you might wonder, is she? Yes. yes. She is, in fact, a, the sister to the Olsen twins, who famously are from Full House. Mary so Kate Ashley. Yeah, Mary Kate <laughs> Ashley. A Jimmy so, Pizza. Like, uh, <laughs> P-I-Z-Z-A. Was she, was it, was she, yeah, she was how rude, wasn't she? That wasn't Steph, was it? Or no, was Stephanie Steph how was how rude. Stephanie was how rude. Was how yeah, rude. Stephanie was uh, how they rude. were, you got it, dude. You got yeah. it, dude. You yeah, got there it, dude. If yeah. we don't get Wanda at one point giving us a you got it, dude, it's a huge swing and a miss. Yeah. Well, that, that becomes the thing. If they're doing errors, right, they're going to have to hit that era, which, of course, if you're bringing Kat Dennings in, is another layer, because, of course, Kat Dennings is a more modern-day sitcom uh, era, mm. because she was in Two Broke Girls. So there's there's some interest there about like, oh, man, you're having people from connections to the sitcom world coming in and doing like these different eras of the sitcom world is going to be fascinating. Um, who knows if uh, if Ted Danson is going to show up at a bar? I doubt it. He's talked yeah, a lot about how nervous he gets about that. But it's yeah, also- you idea, but like you imagine that someone could step like I think like a lot of like the classic seminal shows. And this is not really my wheelhouse. And I'm really excited that it is much more so for both of you uh, to like be able to draw from that context. Um, like I wasn't a big Nick at Night guy, more of a snick 
at night guy. Uh, so if we start getting into some Are You Afraid, are you of, the afraid of the Dark? Oh, are you afraid of the dark? If you even want so to pull good. in some roundhouse, you know, I'm ready to give you the full. I could uh, sing the entire theme song now, but I won't. Whenever my life gets me so down, I you know, know I, I can go, go down, down to where the music and the fun never ends. As long as that music is playing, you know, know what I'm saying. saying. I know that I Incredible. can find a friend. friend. Down at the roundhouse. Round yeah. So I, yeah. I know that. Like if we need, so if we get a roundhouse happened. episode of WandaVision. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do it. I'm um, ready. I'm ready. The, the uh, other thing that's really cool about this show is that it is interesting to explore the aftermath internally of the trauma that all of these characters went through very much we, we see some of that and we see a lot of that in spider-man far from home and how he's trying to deal with the death of you know his mentor and like father figure and tony stark and feeling not worthy as it were you know to kind of carry on the mantle uh and we knew that something would happen with wanda that was traumatic because she already had these like mind bending powers. She was, she was already uh, traumatized from childhood um, and then found kind of the one refuge in vision. And now that was completely whipped, whipped, ripped away from her. We see her last in uh, Endgame just going off on Thanos because he deserved it. And she's, pissed yeah so it's going to be really interesting to explore kind of like the psychological um aspects of ptsd and trauma and loss through a sitcom like an ever-evolving sitcom show yeah i think um one of the things i'm really amped up about is this idea of like um it's not like it's not like it's the first time it's it's happened by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like there is this opportunity with Wanda Maximoff as a character um, because of comic book precedent and because of everything that she's gone through here. And I think because of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has achieved, it's leaned on decades of Marvel Comics history to weave what is now a decade plus old story in the cinematic universe. We are now, you know, 10 plus years into this thing. Um, and so they have a lot of history that they can draw upon, including, you know, not terribly far away from uh, 10 years worth of Wanda Maximoff story uh, that they can already uh, throw our way. And I was, so I was watching the, the Marvel legends thing that they have on Disney plus. Uh, oh, which that's, is, there's, I didn't know that that was there. So, so the Marvel uh, Legends thing, which I know Kevin <laughs> hates, uh, I hate it. I it hate so it. it's they're like seven minute episodes that are effectively episodes. Just, yes, I know uh, <laughs> that are that are effectively just like YouTube supercuts of like the greatest oh, hits of these characters. Okay. So it's just like Marvel getting that coin, it's just like click the thing. Yeah, uh, you may as well, I guess. But like that is all that they are to like call it a show or a series is deeply misleading. Uh, it's just uh, they're not, they're not even like narrated or like exactly. filled with, with like, context just, and talking. The fact heads. that this was put on Disney Plus and was not put on their YouTube channel or their social channels and is instead on Disney Plus is crazy to me. But even then, like as a person who literally works in this field, like the what was put together is like what? Like how did you put that out? Who is that for? That's like not constructed well. There's just so many levels to it that that really frustrated me to it. Like just on a like fan level, also just on a like personal professional level. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't because like they just supercut. Like I mentioned, like I, I, call, I think I call them in Discord. It's it's a YouTube supercut, and but it's it's like fan made because like if you're doing this on a professional level, you need to add elements to it to to weave together a cohesive story. So even like us super fans, we 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 sure we know what happened, right? But if you're a casual fan, if you're someone who's trying to catch up, that's not going to do anything for you. Like you need mm. to have some kind of unifying element, some kind of story element, be it a VO narration or something to hook these things together better, or at least cut the scenes in which a narration is coming through through the dialogue, which it really isn't that much. Mm. Um, so just on that level, I was just like, what is this? What what yeah, is this? Just a YouTube I mean, video. It, gives, it, it gives you the history. It gives you the history of who these characters are, but it's nothing that you couldn't get from listening to, I don't know, a podcast. Wanda <laughs> Maximoff and her brother 
were born in Sokovia. They get experimented upon. They have powers. They work for uh, Dr. Baron Von Strucker or whatever. Uh, then they work for Ultron. And then they're like, hey, Ultron, I think you're going to kill everybody. I think maybe we shouldn't work for you. And then Quicksilver gets killed. And Wanda, who has these super powerful telekinetic, telepathic, reality-bending abilities, starts freaking out. And she gets indoctrinated into the Avengers. They're like, hey, you can be our friend. And she's like, cool. <laughs> that's indoctrinated. Uh, what a... What recruited. a terminology. Recruited. Wow. The Avengers as a cult. Enlisted. No. In this essay, I will. You know, General <laughs> General Thunderbolt Ross would certainly argue. Uh, and that is uh, survivor royalty as far as everything is super is concerned. So let's that put some respect name, on that by man. The way. Uh, it's the only way he's going to get it. That is Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, two-time uh, survivor player. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that happens. She's indoctrinated into the Avengers cult. Uh, and she's doing great she's got her friends and she and vision are getting along super well and then oh god an uncontrollable accident happens and she it absorbs enormous amounts of guilt about it feels horrible about it it, it uh sends the avengers into civil war uh the the sokovia accords she is uh the you know her her actions are the inciting incident the avengers break up She's on the run. She falls in love. Finally, she finds someone who she feels safe with. And then that person uh, has to die in order to save the world. And she doesn't want to do it. And he's like, hey, please do it because we'll save the world. And so she does it really begrudgingly. And she finally comes to this place of acceptance of, okay, I'll do it. And then Thanos shows up. He's like, hey, that was cool that you made that sacrifice. But let me totally undo the sacrifice and really deeply, horribly, horrifyingly traumatize you in the process to make you feel so much worse about what's just happened. And then she blinks away out of existence and disappears for five years. And then when she shows up as if no time has passed at all, she is harnessing all of that rage and all of that grief and all of that trauma into this almighty, powerful, superpowered moment in which she basically would have destroyed Thanos right then and there if not for external intervention she would have won so that's the backstory right <laughs> so that's what the legends show will, that was will, great that was very efficient the word yeah. economy there you know so that's so that's don't tell me that i can't do a, a, a i can keep it tight when i want it uh, uh, don't, don't tell that to my waistline uh that that's the, that's the 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 essence of the story and so Forget the Marvel Legends piece of it, because, yeah, it's dumb. Um, what What's exciting to me is because with with, uh, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this is unique from a lot of different franchises, is, like, you have some semblance of knowing where things go beyond this, at least in, like, ter- terms of, like, sort of, like, broad-sweeping ideas. You know that Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know that Scarlet Witch has these abilities to, like, uh, warp reality based on both the films, but also even more so from, from the comic book history. You know that she is, uh, like, she's OPP, like, she is super powered up right like she is like she is beyond belief powered up within this world and what we are to assume here at the very least is this is a show in which reality is sort of this fluid concept because vision's dead how is vision back unless we are kind of like really getting internal with wanda what's exciting to me is this prospect of like well where do we go after thanos is can the marvel cinematic universe like develop out someone who is sort of like oppositional to some degree and like antagonistic in in general story structure and nature in the greater franchise but somebody who we empathize with and care about very 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 deeply and want to see heal and want to see feel good and want to see succeed in life and yet also because of like the enormous pressure and stress of literally everything bearing like what does that do to a person i think that psychologically this could be very 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 fascinating not just for this show but also for the franchise writ large and that's something i'm really excited to see if this show is going to be exploring and how is this show going to be exploring it because i don't know that the mcu has really really done that quite yet I mean, they kind of touched on it with Iron Man 3, which I think is part of the the strength of Iron Man 3 was watching, you know, him kind of get over his own personal trauma. Um, I think this this is this is similar, right? Like how how but does... he came out on like an immediate heroic side at the end of a two hour movie. I think my point is that like you you can kind of guess by the end of WandaVision that like if she's not like in a bad place by the end of it, then it, it seems like she may have some role in creating a bad place for the rest of the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. That's it's fascinating quite- to me. 
it's quite possible. Like, does she? <laughs> Spoilers for decades old comic at this point. Um, <laughs> a decade old comic, a little over. So, uh, if you if you have not, if you are unfamiliar with the the Marvel comic book world, about ten years ago during a period called Avengers Disassembled, you should probably not listen now. And uh, they always and, like and lightly you, adapt you know, this stuff. It's never a one for one, but yeah. there's like broad strokes of like important bits of Scarlet Witch that I think are worth uh, bringing into the conversation. Right. So yeah, in that storyline in there. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> uh in that storyline, um after after severe trauma, um Wanda Maximoff kind of has like a bit of a, a bit of a break and uh essentially warps reality severely with her powers and kind of goes a little um extreme and causing destruction and chaos and madness across the MCU, which leads into other storylines with the Avengers and the X-Men trying to figure out like what do we do about this? Uh leading into a period in which she erased most mutants from existence. So there's there's a lot, a lot that goes on there. And Wanda Maximoff essentially became a villain for quite some time. Um, is that the direction they're heading here? That's, I guess, the big question. I find that it could be weird to necessarily go that route with this character, like full out style that they did in the comics. But like you said, loose adaptation. I think Wanda Maximoff as an impetus of the need for the multiverse of madness because she's about to break reality and break the multiverse could be really fascinating and really interesting i mean part of the story in disassembled is that she does bring vision um uh, back to life uh after after his his death and um you know this is just a little more complicated but brings into existence two children that uh that that did not exist previously or in speed yeah, that's right. Who are so, key members of the Young Avengers? Yeah, which, which could again, be coming. It seems like there's a lot coming. of uh, building blocks in place between Hawkeye is going to have Kate Bishop showing up. Cassie Lang is a big part of Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Quantumania. Yep, cast is Catherine Newton, which I have pointed out is like you're casting a big name for that role, so you don't just cast them in in one movie. Um, the other thing too, and this is interesting because I I only thought about it now and would get me very pumped about it is that if we're bringing people possibly back from the dead, this is an opportunity for Quicksilver to return yes. to the MCU, especially now yeah. that he's no longer a Fox problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can have Quicksilver come back, which would be amazing. I think that'd be awesome to get that character back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so there's a lot there for potential that I think could could reshape the universe, I think, as you're saying, Josh, and really delve into like how that can react. Um, I don't see her becoming like the next big bad. I think we, we have theories about who that could be, but um, I think having her as an impetus for change in the, in the Marvel cinematic universe is really cool. Yeah. She could also be an antagonist instead of the big bad. That's in what the, I mean. In the yeah. vein of a killmonger, for example, yeah. where you completely understand and identify with what, why she's doing what she's doing, but what she's doing is terrible for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bring back Pietro Maximoff, bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson. Everyone wants it. Yes. But here's my question. Since Elizabeth Olsen has dropped the accent, does Aaron Taylor Johnson also have to drop the accent? He's got to. Yes, yeah. please do. <laughs> please, please drop those accents. Yeah. She, she erased it when she brought him back. She's also warped reality very that way. slow, old Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every body is afraid yeah. of something. Yeah. Every um, body. Just, I think I I have uh, Quicksilver number one on my list of like who from the MCU will be in this show. Like I feel like some form of Quicksilver something or other uh, feels feels likely to me uh, that they would they would find a way to bring him back in via this uh, could be fun. Um, but I, I I think Latanya, I'm 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 feeling that energy of like I think. Uh, like I was also thinking, like kind of like Loki ish, right? And like Loki yeah. is somebody who started as a villain, and now they've turned into something of like an antihero. Uh, and I think like for Wanda to have like a sort of similar journey, I think could be could be interesting. Um, but I I think like whether whether it's because she's I'm not saying that she's like going to be like a super villain, mm-hmm. but somebody who is like just like s- highly relatable, right? Like so exhausted by everything. And in a very human way, responds to that. And because they also wield enormous power, that all of this mixes together into some really terrible, if not deeply understandable, concoction. 
uh, that everyone then has to sort through. I think filtering that through a character that you really love and you really like, especially because Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen is so, so good, yeah. I think is really, really exciting. I'm really curious about the Paul Bettany piece because uh, this isn't called Wanda. It's WandaVision. So it's it's really about the both of them. And he did. You know, he's not. Yeah. Vision's deceased. Yeah, he's a dead now. He's a dead for sure. And so, like, what? So, is this all just going to be purely in Wanda's head? And then, in what realm through that is he, you know, his own fully developed out character? And then, like, what does the future hold for Vision beyond this? Is this going to be the journey of bringing Vision back full time into the MCU? Um, you know, I think Paul Bettany must have had it in his contract. He's like, I am not going to be in Vision mode the entire time. You are going to show my beautiful blonde Paul Bettany face. Uh, I'm not going to wear that makeup all the time because it is painful to put on and wear. Uh, I, I imagine like there's some degree of that, but I'm, I'm so curious because I love Paul Bettany. Uh, mm-hmm. he lives not terribly far away from where I live. Uh, and one time Emily and I were out for a walk in Brooklyn and I heard a voice. I was like, Oh, Paul Bettany is behind us because it was like hearing Jarvis <laughs> in my ears. And then wow. Paul Bettany walked right past. And it was That's... like, there was no question that Paul Bettany was in the immediate vicinity. I will always have a very soft spot for Paul Bettany for that very specific reason. Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Vision. And I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do with Vision. No clue. I, I have no clue what they're going to do. It seems like he's kind of at the whim of Wanda. Uh, we don't really know how she goes about bringing him back. Um, who she's involved with when she does it. Um, this is the lightest of spoilers because it's in the trailers. Uh, but you know, sword gets introduced in this, um, in this show, like the other, the counterpart or like other half of shield. Um, so we don't know. And that's how Tiana Paris's Monica Rambeau kind of enters the, the universe. So we don't know if this is something where, Wanda kind of had a, a break and created a pocket universe and, and the, you know, sword is working to try to like merge her back into the real world. We don't know if vision bring being brought back upset the apple cart in some way. And he has a part to play in kind of like, you know, making this all normal again, which will involve him having to go like die for real. Uh, it's just, it's very much the mystery. Vision die a third time. Uh, just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We've so got to watch him die once in every universe yeah. that exists and that they are infinite apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff to be how we can play with this in visions, um, uh, how he comes back. And I think this goes into like, we're all talking about this, right? Like that Scarlet Witch has these powers, but really in, in the Marvel universe, they haven't really spelt it out. Um, in the cinematic universe, they haven't spelt that out. They, they, they've shown us Scarlet Witch has, um, the ability to manipulate things around her, that she is connected to the ether in some way, which is one, which mm. is the reality, you know, stone of the, of the Infinity Stones. Um, and even then, I feel like it's an implication. They haven't outright said that. Uh, so you, you, you kind of have the, the ideas about it. And I think this is really going to explore a bit how deep and how powerful those, those powers go. And it's interesting because like when you think about the possibilities, like if she is imbued with that energy, if she's capable of doing something like that and, you know, Pietro's in, imbued with a space stone, hence his ability to move through space that quickly. Um, it really propels Wanda Maximoff to a level closer to what she is in the comics. I mean, a lot of people talk about Captain Marvel being the most powerful person in the MCU, but if Wanda Maximoff does have the power she does indeed have in the comics, she is unquestionably the most powerful person in that universe, and dangerously so. Other um, than Captain Marvel, maybe. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even Captain Marvel, I think she would she would have the higher... Like, if, if she hits the level of reality warping she does, mm-hmm. it's even more dangerous and more powerful than Captain Marvel. Like, there's a few people in the Marvel comics who who are ranked as insanely powerful, and they're all mutants. They're all people with the ability to essentially change reality at will. You have Wanda Maximoff, you have Franklin Richards, you have um, Phoenix, and you have, uh, to an extent, Proteus. He does it to a smaller scale. But these are, like, all people also, interestingly, who have a dangerous precedent of going possibly bad and universing endingly so. That's why it's so cool. Like, these these powers are often imbued in characters who are, like, they're delicate, they're fragile. I think with great power comes great responsibility, yes. right? <laughs> you know? And I think, like, having that in the hands of characters who, like, you 
you love and you root for, but sometimes it doesn't work out because it's just too much. Um, that's so fascinatingly human to me. Uh, and so I think like starting off this next era, it's a happy accident to some extent. Like, you know, that starting off this era with this character, with this show, with that possibility on the board is kind of like this really electrifying, deeply like relatable in many ways start to this next era. Uh, I'm so fascinated by that choice. I think it's great. There's also the human element, right? Because that's the thing. When you have power like this, if you have the power to literally change reality at a thought and you you have trauma and you have all this like who doesn't want to like who's not tempted by that god knows if i had that power now well yeah, boy oh boy <laughs> there's, there's some I things that, power that would be very now, different I, would, I i don't have the willpower to not use it and then right. things go catastrophically <laughs> exactly. worse <laughs> you yes. know exactly um, that's why i was saying at the top when you introduced me like oh my gosh if i had those powers they're <laughs> oh yeah. And there would be a direct trip to DC. <laughs> well, I think it's it's crazy because like this is coming out of time at a time where I think we uh this show is going to hit in a really interesting way. Uh mm-hmm. I think like it's going to be presented in, you know, the word that I keep hearing associated with the show is lynchian, which gets my uh ooh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. That makes me excited. Are we getting a little <laughs> Twin Peaks MCU? Makes me uh, feel a lady with lynchian a log? in what way? <laughs> Yeah, like if it's like kind of like a little weird, and you know, yeah. and there's like a mystery element to it. Apparently, like I'm, I'm, I'm into that. That sounds fun. That sounds cool. And like the packaging, I think is is so different from anything that the MCU has done before. And I think mm-hmm. to to launch this way into their first, uh, their their first foray into television because we're not counting the Netflix stuff and we're not counting Agents of Shield, uh, apparently anymore. Yeah, what they tried to do with Agents of Shield, they're actually doing now. And no disrespect, I know people really like Agents of Shield. It's still a thing. Um, that I think like as they're trying to do this in a way that like they are counting WandaVision as like a data point uh on like the the phases. Like, you know, when you're looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Agents of Shield is not a data point to show that exists, you know, tangentially at least uh inside the MCU. This is a, to the to the data point equivalent of a film. Um I think to 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 start here at this time in a package that is paying homage to, uh, to, to television history, um, as their first television show is just really, really compelling and sort of sweet in a way, uh, is, a, is like a word. Uh, yeah. and I'm, and I'm thrilled about that and I'm excited to like kind of like lovingly embrace that. And I'm sure like sort of like the joy and like the quirkiness that we're going to be like, Oh, that was so weird and fun. But I think it's also, and I'm, I'm putting a lot of like my hopes into it right now, but like I, I think it, it has the potential to really chew on something that we need to process, that we need, that we need to chew on, that I think that this might end up being like a very modern show, uh, as it's also a throwback show. So I'm compelled. I'm, I'm very compelled to have this as like an outlet to work on some stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, it will be a great, release of tension i think uh and some it 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 does seem like one of those shows it's going to end up being a rich text even though it's a an mcu show um it you know just like we were saying before the ideas of dealing with grief and loss and you know trauma um all of that being explored the way that they're doing it here the genre hopping the um just familiarity that we have with these characters at least you know with like uh wanda and vision and you know some of the other people that they're bringing in as well i think all of that is going to be comforting in a way when things do start to get a little david lynch world lady with a log um yeah it's just it's a fascinating every trailer that i've seen I've just been more and more hooked. It's just going to be a fascinating show and like a wild ride for us that we desperately need at this time. Yeah. And I, I, I will say too, for me, even if it like, I like we're talking a lot about the stuff about the, you know, exploring grief and stuff like that. And for me, it doesn't even have like, even if it doesn't get that deep into it, even if it's just like a weird romp style thing about like um, reality warping madness and like, Quicksilver shows up for reasons like even if it's even if it doesn't go as deep as 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 we're thinking I'm still probably going to really enjoy it because I could use something that style of just fun 
and t- dealing with sitcoms and like kind of talking about like that area of of entertainment in an interesting way. I mean, like it, it's part of the stuff that <laughs> related to our other podcast that that that, that Josh does. Um, part of what the thing about Community that I really love is that Community did a gr- does a great job as a show balancing genre episodes by commenting on a specific style of storytelling while also having all these emotional beats that are really interesting i don't think you know community gets as insanely deep as like breaking bad on certain things because it's not that mm-hmm. show but it still addresses it and deals with emotions and people and 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 how we are as humans in a really fascinating way while still playing into the comedy and i think that's a good barometer for me for what this show could be and how they could do it while still retaining like sitcom energy but still having like really emotional moments but not being too deep so what i'm just saying is there's a highly unlikely chance i'm not gonna like this show because i'm going in pretty amped yeah yeah well the bar is high and and that's you know if it sucks blame it on uh is it kevin feige you know because i think (laughs) the bar has been raised so high because every time that they have set this massive challenge more often than not by like a factor of like 95% like they've exceeded the the, the clearance level. Um, let's take a super quick break. When we get back, there's some feedback that I would like us all to get into. Quick break. Word from our sponsors. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we're back. Uh, all right. Let's get into this. We've got a lot of questions. The first one comes from Riley, the essayist, and I shall just distill down Riley's feedback into comic book recommendations what do you got uh so riley wants to know and i'm sure many other people do um is there any is there any way comic book material that we should be studying to figure out wandavision or anything that we could like arm ourselves with i know that we've been talking a little bit about avengers disassembled already which led us into house of m which I i don't know how much we've talked about the house of m stuff I mean, I touched on it briefly. Like, honestly, though, here's the thing. I think if you're unfamiliar with a lot of this stuff, I would avoid that. I would actually avoid uh, your disassembled, your House of M's, your um, um, oh man, what was it called? Decimated for for the X Men, because then also you're you're running into X Men territory. Because in the comics, Wanda Maximoff is very much a mutant, and that 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 really really affects uh, the, the the mutants in in the in the Marvel um, comic book universe. Both MCU. That's complicated. Anyway. Um, if I, the recommendation I would probably give as a primer for something like this is probably closer to, to saying, uh, Tom Taylor, not Tom Taylor, King. uh, Tom Kings. They, they get confused all the time and I feel bad about it because they, they look very similar as well. But, um, Tom King's vision series, I think is probably the one you want to hit. I think it has a vibe similar to, to, to what we're about to see here. Um, I don't think it's going to have anything too crazy or spoilery. Um, I think once you get into disassemble territory and things like that, you're really delving very deep into the Marvel comic book universe in a way that could like either shape expectations too much or lose you in complication. Um, I would recommend those type of stuff to do after the series is over. I think this is, this is a good, like check this stuff out, read the vision series by Tom King. And then afterwards, I think it's much easier and much better to delve into this stuff. So you can see how the reflections happened. Um, that's, that's just my POV on it. Um, you want to just go for it? Yeah, I mean, read some read some Avengers Disassembled. Um, read, oh God, uh, not Avengers versus X-Men. I forgot what it was called, but like lead up to House of M. Uh, House of M is a huge part of that. Um, and then after that, uh, you'd probably jump pretty far forward. Uh, Young Avengers, you should check out. And then, um, God, what was it called? 
there's a Young Avengers storyline that brings Wanda Maximoff back and deals with the repercussions of that leading into uh, the new Avengers after that. And so I would recommend some of that stuff if, if you really want to delve into the Wanda Maximoff stories. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Kevin, uh, Brett White uh, of Decider.com, uh, who is a huge, 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 huge comic book nerd, professional mm-hmm. comic book nerd. Um, Latanya, he, he said, uh, that rather than recommending comics to watch, uh, and Mike Bloom alerted us to this tweet. And when Mike Bloom alerted me to a Brett White tweet, I was like, ah, friends. Mm. <laughs> uh, Brett, uh, uh, listed out, uh, these are shows that you want to watch to vibe on. Uh, Dick Van Dyke show, Bewitched, yeah. Brady Bunch, and Family Ties. Uh, should we have all watched an episode of one of those Latani to prepare for this podcast? <laughs> Always already. Yeah. You should have watched uh, an episode of, or many or all of yeah. those shows. Also, uh, I would obviously Full House, um, Perfect Strangers, uh, which has one of the best all time theme songs <laughs> for a sitcom. Standing in my humble opinion. Yeah. So love, you know uh, it's good when you get Kevin singing. Uh, I love Perfect Strangers. That it's one on, of my favorites. Uh, the, the Leftovers opening credits back in season three was one of the great, great choices in what? fiction history. It was so good. Kevin, I rewound it. I need to watch Leftovers. The leftovers? I, know. I know. I need to watch Leftovers. I know. You know, get over your Damon Lindelof bullshit and give it a am, shot because it's amazing. It. I, wanna, I am over it. I told you. I'm over it after after He's watching not J.J. Abrams. I have, Don't yes, be a dick. I rescinded all of my Damon Lindelof takes. I, I said I was wrong. I'm apologizing on this podcast. I know I don't say it often, but I was wrong about Damon Lindelof. Check out, then check uh, out the Leftovers because you'll love it. It'll, it'll, it. It's going to give you a minute before you, you really crack into it, but once yeah. you once it starts cooking, it is cooking with gas the whole way for the rest of the ride, and it's one of the greatest television experiences of my entire life, and they do some great stuff with Perfect Strangers. I Agreed. do. I love that yeah. show so much. Uh, Perfect it's, Strangers yeah. has a big role to play in it. <laughs> Um, it really does. Other other than those shows, also uh, we talked about Bewitched. Um, we ta- there's probably some I Love Lucy going on in there, uh, being influenced. I'm just so excited for. I, I love sitcoms. I really do. There aren't a lot of great ones anymore, in my opinion. Uh, but you know, we grew up in an era where like there were so many of them, and so many of them were awesome. Yeah. Um, I, there's even like, you know, and I'm not going to talk about who these people are, but like, there's a couple people that will, will be in the show from some of these sitcoms. Um, and that's all I'll say because I don't really want to be spoilery about it. I love that. I, yeah, um, I don't know. So I'm very pumped about yeah, that. I also had a question, Kevin, because I am not, uh, well versed in comics at all. Like, I haven't really read them since I was younger. Um, which is, Honestly, I believe a failing on my part because I think that with all well, of the great art and like, you know, storylines that are out there now in different voices, they, they're great. Um, I was going to ask a question, but I, it ended up being, I think would be a spoiler if you actually gave that information out. Um, but all I'll say is, um, watch Catherine Hahn's character closely. Mm. Because oh come on! Look, tell me, t- tell me she's she's live if she's I know. <laughs> we're no, so we're so I, we're I know so, who she is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like there's there's a lot of rumors that are flying around out there though. Is the other thing, and so I I am uh, you know I I think that there's like information out there that I would put in like deep quotes. Uh, mm, like fair. I don't know how much of all of this that there's a lot that's flying around about WandaVision that I think like doing a deep Google search right now is is dangerous territory but i would add it with the asterisk of i think that there's a lot of people uh like throwing things out and i would i would uh trust the the marvel studios assassins to keep a lot of like the big secrets on lock and key yeah this is knowledge coming from me being a dork and watching trusted sources on youtube break down the trailers yeah uh, that have gotten this, a yeah. lot of yeah for obvious reasons you would avoid it um that have gotten a lot of things right in the past about the mcu it just occurs to me though before we hit the next piece of feedback when you were talking about like the different eras of sitcom and like the sitcoms now like i'm just picturing in my head like wanda and vision 
in an office setting and just like doing the doing the like documentary style talk to camera. We're just like I just you know I asked him to do the dishes and he is able to do things at a you know faster speed than most people. I just couldn't understand. I would love they, that. They twenty minutes later. Of, yeah, not just because of that show, but The Office, but because of Modern Family. Mm-hmm. And and the way that they were talking to someone, yep. <laughs> Who's the, yeah, doing the, the documentary the, about the, their like, like like Parks and Rec? The vague, non-existent. Like, yeah. is this a documentary? Is this not? Where Office very specifically was a documentary. Yeah. And uh, as I have just discovered, because I just finished the first season, what we do in the shadows is also very much in that territory oh. too. <sighs> what we do in the shadows so it does so not always good. work out for the documentary. Oh, I'm uh, so happy. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna get your crew out of the, out of that well. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. it's going to be I, bad once the sun goes down. <laughs> oh my God. What a great show! I honestly can never get over um, the the roommate of like the <laughs> the Col- woman in the show, um, Col- Colin Robinson. No, uh, in season one of the show, uh, I can't remember her name, but she was in. Oh, the one that was in Booksmart. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't remember her name, but when her roommate comes to try to wake her up and she's like, BB I song. went to the, to the store. Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Fe- Thank you. Yes. It was on the tip of my tongue. It's yes. going to bother me. Uh, yeah. So Beanie Feldstein is asleep and her roommate comes in like they're co- in college and she goes, I've got something from the pharmacy for you, which I know will work. It's acleocochleum. Ocle- because that is how it is pronounced. <laughs> and, and, and so every time I see a commercial or like I'm passing that in the store, I'm just like, oh, great. Acleocochleum. <laughs> it's, it's a silicoxine. <laughs> uh, I think a documentary crew at some point would be really, really great. I think you've got some great actors here who would really milk that. And if we're going through like the full history, uh, you know, that's the, the best stuff, like the best sitcoms right now. A lot of them are in that style. Uh, yeah. So like maybe as like uh, shit goes further off the rails, that could be that could more be more verite style of cinema. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I as like a genre nerd, I'm so excited to see what they're going to do, not just with the sitcom element, but just, you know, with doing a different. I mean, each sitcom inherently has its own genre a little bit, yeah. but doing a different genre each episode and just kind of the world building that we're going to get from this show is is going to be fantastic. And I'm very excited that it's coming to our homes. Yes. Well, speaking of world building, this next one comes from Brendan Fitzpatrick. Uh, the great Brendan Fitzpatrick says, Kevin Feige recently confirmed that WandaVision will be the MCU's launch pad into the multiverse and tie in directly with the upcoming Doctor Strange and Spider-Man films. Who would you be most excited from inside and outside the MCU to get a cameo from i don't think he means like you get a cameo from a celebrity although who in the mcu would you most want to receive a cameo from is a question that i think is worth pondering i mean for me because of the again the tie into the show is quicksilver like yeah. bring him back please <laughs> like, that's who you'd want to receive a cameo from like uh, i mean i would i would actually want him full out in in um like returned like we're talking about like I'm a talking cameo. about the app, the cameo app. Oh, that's so slow. Uh, then I've been case, trying David to make Hasselhoff. it for a minute or two, and it hasn't Dave, been hitting. David Hasselhoff. Would be no, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know you got it. It just hasn't been hitting. It's okay. Steve Rogers. You can't, you can't yeah, win. I want him to sit down and say, so, you ordered a cameo from Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Got him. Um... Yeah, in terms of characters, Quicksilver would be top of your list, Kevin. I think so. I, I, I just, I would be such a good fit for this. Um, I mean, you know, it, it plus it relates to the characters. I think it connects to those these characters. Um, I, I wouldn't want Tony, honestly. I think that that if he's out, he's out, and I think that's good out, for a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with Steve. Um, and Thor, I don't think has enough of a connection in here, unless we get to like weird him describing what the ether is again, which I don't really want. How about you, Latanya? Who would you there's, like to hear from? There's absolutely no connection, but I just want Valkyrie there. Yeah. <laughs> She's just awesome and I, a fun character. And it would be hilarious to see her drink her way through the, uh, the decades. Yeah. But I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I want to call a shot. Mm. All right. Let's see. James Spader. 
And I'm and I'm not even necessarily like we don't need to see Robot Ultron. You could hear voice. You could see James Spader. But Ultron is obviously very deeply connected to Wanda, uh, considering that she debuted in Age of Ultron, although technically she debuted in a post-credit scene from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But that being said, James Spader, Robert California himself. Well, not just Robert California, Boston Legal, famously Boston so. Legal. Uh, I think, yeah, that, that sitcom president would be great. I actually used to watch a lot of Boston Legal. Yeah, it was, it was a, a pretty good show. It was, it was, it was, legal drama? it was a legal, well, I, it's hard legal to call it no? a legal drama. The, yeah. the amount of jokes in that show was a yeah. ton. I yeah. think yeah. it's, I think a legal sitcom is probably a legal a good, sitcom yeah. as opposed to an illegal sitcom. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a couple of shots to bring Ultron back at certain points in the future. There's, you might uh, be right. I, I, think I like may know. Ironheart and Armor Wars like makes some sense because they've, they've like sketched that stuff out. It's coming. Uh, but like if you start seeding like his return back here in WandaVision, like if Wanda accidentally not only like brings like Vision back, but brings Ultron back or stuff like that. Uh, and yeah. I think like to have it in some sort of like, Literally just like flesh and blood James Spader as some sort of creepy neighbor, you know, uh, I think could be could be compelling. So that's the Every, cameo I would like. Everyone watch Secretary because oh, while he movie. is great in all of the things that you all just named, I, I've always loved James Spader. Like he's I, I, I know he's creepy, um, but that's his brand. Yeah, kind of. He's been creepy since those 80s movies that he did. And I loved him in those. Yeah. And you're not supposed to. Um, but then secretary happened and I was just completely blown away. How about secretariat? Gotta, gotta call out Maggie Gyllenhaal in that as well, by the way. Maggie Gyllenhaal, yeah. That, you know, be a good tie in. Her brother was definitely in Far From Home. That's true. That's true. Why not? Uh, we've got Paul Bettany and, uh, and Jennifer Connelly both in the, uh, in the MCU. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, is this like outside the MCU? Who would I want? I don't even know what that means. Though. Yeah. Um, I think uh, m- Dick maybe, Van Dyke. Yeah, that would be great. There's a shot I'm going to call. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. I think like in that realm, like that's where I, I don't want to speculate too much because I just want to see yeah. that stuff. Uh, I think that that could be cool. And I mean, we're so close. Give me the, give me the Olsen sisters. You know, there's Mary Kate and Ashley. Uh, let's see them. There's if not it's a the realm lot of, of sitcoms, the, the, the cameo I want. From all of sitcom, if it's going to happen to end this show. And I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, I will lose my goddamn I mind. I think I know what you mean. Give me Reginald Vell Johnson. Uh. Give me Carl Winslow. <laughs> I will lose it. Like, <laughs> I would be so happy. Uh, I thought Reginald you were going to say Johnson. Steve Urkel. No, no, because <laughs> Carl is the hero of that show. And uh, yeah, I just, I would love it so much. <laughs> I would love Steve Urkel what having Urkel like, reprogrammed that, Ultron back into existence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did I do that? Would be great. It's like, yeah, you did, guy. You did that, Steve. Uh, that would be very, very, A very grown good. A grown-up Urkel would be interesting to, you know, because Urkel probably made it huge in the tech industry, you know? That's yeah, true. He's in Silicon Valley true. now. Yeah. But he's definitely like supervillain territory. He's he's one bad thing away from becoming a supervillain. <laughs> one bad day. That's all it takes. <laughs> all it takes is one bad day. <laughs> um, Todd the Librarian asks, hey, have you guys watched the Legends shows yet? Is it worth the time? I'm drowning in stuff to watch, read, and listen to, so I don't want to spend time on something that's largely a recap. Todd, what I would say is uh, you would only be spending 14 minutes of your life, <laughs> but that's 14 minutes wow. of your life you could put elsewhere. Yes. It's only 14 minutes. The answer is no. You don't have to watch that. You don't have to watch it. Yeah. The, the runtime alone is the demonstration of the half-assery that occurred. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need it. Happen. It's 14 minutes. Uh, and then this is a uh, final piece of feedback from the great Torbjorn Fraser, Torby. Uh, Torby says, as we're enthralled in the final week before the MCU's return, let me present this bonkers notion. There are 53 Fridays in 2021. We've had two so far without content, not counting the Legends show. If the calendar is what Torby is anticipating it to be based off release patterns of what we know, we will have new Marvel Cinematic Universe content on 43 of the remaining 51 Fridays this year. That's Torby's projection. Wow. Uh, 43 new pieces of MCU content uh, coming in the Fridays ahead. Said. Daunting? Is that exciting? Where are you at with that, Latanya? 
I don't know if I'm ready for that jelly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'd be excited to podcast about it with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot. That's yes. a lot of content. And we are still like in terms of and not Loki, but in terms of Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, there's still some like production back end things that they're working on, if I'm not mistaken, because of COVID. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll find out, but it would definitely give us some entertainment for the next 43 weeks. So why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pumped about it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back into the MCU. I think just also from a business standpoint, yeah, they kind of gotta like, it's been really rough for businesses. Like Disney plus has done really well, but the, that's again who works in marketing subscriptions. It's no discovery plus. I'll tell you that. (laughs) So like, I think so much, I think a stream of content Mm. like this is, is good. I think it's going to up subscribers and keep people subscribed to, to that channel. And you know, I want, I want people at at all of Disney to keep their jobs. They have to do layoffs last year. It would suck if they have to do it again this year. So Mm. if this helps, like it's it's an abundance of content, but if it helps um, save some jobs by having people sign up, yeah, Florida, that's great. Let's do that, please. You know, yeah, it also keeps us uh, employed here. uh, (laughs) That too. Yeah, it helps our jobs. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Take that thing back, flip it and reverse it. I... Love this. Yes. Employment. <laughs> it's very good yeah, for us. That's the sound of the price tag going up. People. It's very, very good for us. So <laughs> uh, I'm pumped. I think it's going to be great. Um, we are we're closing this out without having seen it yet. Uh, we're a few days removed from the first two episodes of WandaVision. They are debuting episodes one and two is the word on the street. This coming Friday. Uh, this coming Friday, January 15th, 2021. Then it's going to be dropping Fridays evermore until WandaVision. WandaVision I said WandaVision. 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 Until WandaVision is complete. And we will be here. We're going to be recording our podcasts over the weekends uh, after WandaVision has dropped. So if it's dropping on a Friday, you've got until like Sunday morning to get your feedback in. You can do that. com. You can tweet at all of us at LK Starks. At Kev Mahadeo, at Round Howard, at Post Show Recaps. You can subscribe to the Post Show Recaps Patreon. It's a thing you could do. You could sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Join us in the Discord. We'll be discussing all of this stuff. Uh, Ad nauseum and toto. <laughs> we'll be talking about WandaVision over the next coming weeks. And yeah, I mean, to, to highlight what Torby has said, like I have done like a loose sketch of the everything is super calendar for 2021 and we're like booked. Yeah, we got it. We've got the stuff. So I'm knocking on wood that it continues forward. I'm really amped up to get back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that this is going to be a really cool way to, to thrust back in. Um, I've, I've really missed these characters. I've missed new stories with these characters. I'm really curious to see, um, you know, if, if Marvel Studios kind of pioneered uh, the way that modern franchise filmmaking looks, even if no one has been able to, to like, they've been able to imitate, but not, uh, not exactly replicate, uh, what they've been able to do. Many of the pretenders out there. Uh, I'm so curious to see how, what kind of territory they, they forge as they move into, uh, into the streaming world. Uh, and what does that look like? And how does that clarify the medium a little bit? I think it's a really exciting time. And I think to, to be starting that effort with a show that is at least in some part about the history of shows, uh, mm. I think is cool. I think it's really, really, really cool. So, so what you're saying is if this endeavor of TV and film melding is successful, what we can prepare for is the return of the dark universe on Peacock. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Get hyped, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. The ultimate end to this this journey. (laughs) Coming to Peacock. Good Um, Lord. Before we close out, quick word from our sponsors. Geico, do you own or rent your own home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. With that said, that's 
Uh, everything is wonderful. Round one in the books. Kevin, Latanya, uh, an adventure. It begins. So excited. It's going to be great. Well, uh, this is not, I was going to say like a, uh, death would be an awfully great adventure just because Vision died and I was trying to make a connection there to Peter Pan, but yeah, it didn't work. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I, I'm just excited that this show is going to be occupying my Friday's uh, slot that used to be taken up by Mando. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. And so I get to get that excitement back again of like waking up and watching the episodes. Um, and then just the idea of being able to podcast with you two gentlemen. So cool. I'm so happy to be in the every, everything is super family. Yeah, me too. I'm really, really pumped about it. I think uh, magic happens when the three of us are together. Much like hey. a Scarlet Witch, because she does magic. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. We're going to be doing some magic in the weeks ahead. WandaVision premiering this coming Friday. Get your feedback in. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on the first episode of WandaVision. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.